I'm Catherine. And we're currently driving on the highway. Call your broad on a road trip. Okay, on uh, this episode, road trip edition, we are going to do classic last thing we ate, then our new recurring segment of appreciation versus appropriation, and then a dried fruit draft. Also very topical for a road trip where True. dried fruits are relevant. True. Okay, Catherine, what's the last thing you ate? Not the last thing I I feel like I take liberty with this uh, segment now, but just the thing that I ate recently that I'm very excited about is a Levane cookie in Boston. Levane, the bakery, the New York bakery that's famous for their cookies that are the size of your face, opened yesterday in Boston. So I waited in line with my friends Jenny and Gina in the snow um, for a cookie. I got a dark chocolate peanut butter chip cookie. So it's like a dark, it's like a brownie cookie with peanut butter chips. Um, and it was divine. Sounds amazing. Oh, and I got Kamiya banana or dark chocolate or whatever, chocolate chip banana bread. Which I'm so excited to eat Woo. on this road trip, probably very soon. Um, the last thing I ate, more accurately, <laughs> was some overnight oats. That's also the last thing I had. Honestly, I thought were pretty decent. They were really good, Kamiya. Can you tell me how you made them? Okay, I will. I think the secret to these overnight oats are that you don't just put milk in. I use oat milk, but you also use yogurt because it gives it, like, a nice texture. I was worried about this because I'm slightly lactose intolerant mm, and Tommy is going to be stuck uh-oh. in a car with me for three hours. I also didn't think about that. No, I'm fine. I thought I'm the fact that good. the overnight oats were in a yogurt tub would have tipped you off. No, no, no. <laughs> the, also, like, the consistency and the slightly, like, the like the sour creaminess also tipped me off to it. But okay. It was so good. <laughs> it wasn't that much. We'll be fine. Oh, onwards to the appreciation <laughs> versus appropriation segment. Aquafina. Okay. Hit me. Uh, is Aquafina's <laughs> use of a black scent appropriation or appreciation? Also, it's been in the news. I know, obviously, she's come under, uh, she's been critiqued for this uh, very thing for quite some time in her career. But it came, it was like, it's resurfaced in the news recently because. She put out, she decided to like leave Twitter and she put out like several pages of notes uh, in classic celebrity form um, explaining kind of why she does it, her childhood in Queens, also the very fluid nature of Asian American identity. Um, but then she very like specifically did not apologize. So that's the context. I think that's super interesting. Um, I heard about her like black scent I feel like a year or two ago and I remember being my initial reaction was like oh that seems very appropriative and like she has this like rise to fame in a large way because of her voice too because I think it's very distinctive and so I was sort of like oh like it's like it seemed negative to me but then actually when I was reading Minor Feelings the what's her name? Kathy Park Hong Park Hong book Um, There's this chapter about how, like, a lot of Asians who immigrated here would end up living in these, like, lower-income neighborhoods where there were also a lot of black people, and that's where they would be learning English because they would be speaking, like, Chinese or Korean at home. And so then they would have um, this, like, kind of, like, black scent, and it wasn't meant to be appropriative. It was more just, like, that was generally the English that they were surrounded by more. And that was, I think I've heard, like, sometimes what Aquafina would say was her reasoning too because she grew up with a lot of black people around her and so that kind of lent like more empathy to, like or I lent more empathy towards her when I heard that because that seems like 
it does also seem like tough if that's genuinely how you grew up around English and now you're being told that like just the way you speak is offensive I think like that would be a really difficult thing to walk the line of but I don't think I have like I don't know yet if I if I think it's appropriate or not yeah I also think it's complex and I feel like initially when I heard about this or even just like hearing Aquafina initially when I was first introduced to Aquafina um I was some I would cringe you know when hearing her black scent um I mean I do know that she like came up as a rapper like her her breakout hit was like that vagina song yeah my badge <laughs> um but I guess I was surprised when I heard her in interviews like kind of maintain a black scent um I guess yeah like points like counter to play devil's, devil's advocate to my initial reaction it's like one like she's like a woman of color not like a lot of white rappers are not coming under fire for their black scents um another thing is yeah like you meant just to like add some more context to what Kamya said um around like Aquafina's upbringing okay also we're going through a toll I don't I think I just broke this door handle oh shit should I be going through like cash no this is fine okay it doesn't matter oh my god dude I just broke the door handle I mean, oh, I don't know. I guess, like, in her note, like, that she wrote, I was very sympathetic to the fact where she was, like, and I don't know how much of it was, like, an excuse. Like, I don't know. I can't decide if it read, like, an excuse or if it read, like, a genuine, like, um, kind of, like, a vulnerable essay about her Asian American, her experience with being Asian American. But I think she really talked about, or she really spoke to the fact that a lot of Asian Americans, like, there's no clear Asian American culture. Like, where do, do you fit in? So I think that also it helped explain why she gravitated so much um, towards another culture. Um, I do think that she could... I don't understand her... I mean, on the one hand, I admire that she didn't apologize. But on the other hand, I really don't think it would have... And this is where I actually... Like, what I actually believe. I don't think it would have taken her so much to apologize. Um, especially since, like, I'm not a black person. Like, I can imagine it. it is very, like... It doesn't feel good um, to see someone kind of build their career uh, in no small part due to their, like, unique voice. So, I don't know. It also reminded me of, like, there was, like, a miniature controversy a few years ago when Jeremy Lin had, like, cornrows. um, And a few players in the um, NBA called him out for that. And then he was like, okay, but you also have, like, Chinese tattoos um, and I think that on it ultimately, like, was... I feel like Jeremy Lin was very much... Like, did, like, a peace offering. So it was, like, squashed pretty quickly. Um, but it does remind me of that. I was very sympathetic towards Jeremy Lin at the time. Um, one, because I'm in love with him. And two, because he's, like, an only, I guess, in a predominantly, like... Like, I don't know. I guess I'm just um, very sympathetic to him because I, like, can imagine he might be better positioned to truly appreciate black culture given the fact that like he has teammates with so many um black people and presumably grew up like playing basketball and spending so much time alongside them I don't know if that excuses it but I was certainly more empathetic towards towards him um I haven't heard about that example I also think that I more empathy could be built because like he's sort of like a minority within a majority black team and so like the power dynamics yeah oh the only yeah so I think the power dynamics shift there too of like um how you're representing a culture um and like who you're 
who you're introducing people to it. Um, which, like, he's not introducing Cornrows to, like, anyone around him in that sense. Because, yeah. obviously, like, a lot of people around him are introducing him to But him. I guess he also is, like, Chinese-American, you know? So, like, maybe he is... Int- like, he has such a large audience outside of the U.S. Sure. So, I don't know. Yeah. But I think that, like, that's, like, very different than the Aquafina case. Where, like... At this point, the people she's surrounded by are not black as often. And so, like, she is sort of, like, presenting a culture to other people who are less familiar with it, potentially. And so, like, that's, to me, where, like, it could be a little bit ickier. Um, Although, like, I still have the empathy of, like, she had this upbringing and I don't think... I mean, it's, it's hard to say how much she's, like, putting on to, like, build her career and how much of it is, like, just genuinely how she speaks but I agree with you that I think like there could have been more like she could still have addressed it in the letter and and, like whether it's an apology or just sort of like more color around like sort of like how what she thinks of the issue would just be valuable either way yeah I'm gonna say it's appropriation okay I'm like very empathetic towards Aquafina like I also get like I feel like I, I have a very like distinct accent because of because I grew up learning uh, English from, like, the pop culture that surrounded me. But, yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I don't really know what the right answer is. I honestly was leaning more, not appreciation, obviously, but not appropriation. Cool. So, that's kind of interesting. Because I think I was leaning the way of, like, I don't, like, I just think it's unfair to, to, to think that someone should change their accent if that's genuinely, like, how they grew up because that's something that's like you can't change your accent otherwise so many people would because they would want to right like immigrants very often don't want their accents and like could probably do better if they didn't have it just like from the studies okay another topical uh topic um this one doesn't really fall neatly under appropriation versus appreciation but how do we feel about 18 year old uh athlete uh eileen gu representing china instead of the u.s also, as context, like, she has come under fire for this from Americans, obviously. Um, and she says this. When I'm in America, I'm American. Comma, when I'm in China, I'm Chinese. This is interesting. I actually have not heard about this. Do you know who Eileen Wu is? Yeah, I've watched her races, and I more just was like, wow, she's really good. <laughs> stunning. stunning. No, I agree. She went to Burks, which is where Sophie, shout out Sophie, our fave listener, um, <laughs> used to teach so she's from San Francisco. Oh, that's so cool. Presumably wealthy. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, I've thought about this a lot. Um, so I guess it was interesting because when she wrote that statement, I don't want to invalidate Goo at all because that like, I just don't know what she feels. It felt very PR-y to me, especially because I, when I'm in America, I feel Chinese. Yeah. And when I'm in China, I feel American. So that just didn't ring true to me and I would just wonder like especially as someone who's half Chinese like I was like that's incredible if you do feel Chinese when you're in China but that's just not my experience and like not the experience of most of my Chinese American friends like I just don't feel like I yeah I, I, that doesn't resonate with me yeah that was um, my gut reaction too yeah, was, I was kind of so like yeah interesting and I think that's like the common thing of like that's why you're you, like so many children or immigrants here feel like they don't have any culture that yeah. they like, 100% belong to 
Yeah, so I was like, if you do feel like that, that's dope. But it's not my experience. So the other, like, two things that are interesting are, like, one, she's 18. Like, should she be, like, should she be responsible for, like, the political uh, statement that she makes? Maybe unintentionally, but it still is a statement um, by choosing to represent China instead of the U.S. Obviously, China has committed so many, like, egregious human rights um crimes i'm you could also argue that the u.s has too but um like should she be i don't know and then secondly i like am just very sympathetic towards the fact that she has been training like her whole life to go to the olympics um like it does happen every four years that american athletes will decide to like one of my friends that i grew up swimming with um like became a a citizen of Israel to go to the Olympics. And like, I just think that's very valid because even if you're the top um, athlete in the US, you still have to go to, through the Olympic trials process and get like the top two spot, um, get in the top two spots in order to like cement your position. And I think going through the Olympic trials process is like super stressful. There still is uncertainty. So for me, like what ultimately makes me think it's okay, but like she should think critically about this maybe in the future is the fact that she like, it guaranteed her to to like compete at the Olympics, which is like every athlete's dream. And like, it happened to be in China too, which I think probably add like a cherry on top, but she literally had to give, you can't hold dual citizenship in China and America. Um, so she had to give up her American citizenship. So like it will, I think this will like, this is a long-term decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with everything you're saying. I think the only, like the thought that crossed my mind when you told me this prompt was that I feel like it's pretty common for athletes to go compete for another country because they're able to and like the U.S. is also like historically a very competitive uh, country to compete from and so part of me was like I don't really understand why this um, case is being talked about so much and I guess it is just like the political implications because of the human rights issues. She's a top athlete like normally it's not a top athlete. Like she would have been in the U.S. team regardless. That's what people think. Okay that is interesting. Because I feel like we don't actually have a reason for, like, why well, she did this. Lots of endorsements, too. That was something. Okay. Much much greater endorsements. Okay. I'm just too confused. Like, I need the motivation to, like, really understand why to, like, make a call, I think. But maybe even if the motivation was just, like, I didn't think critically enough. I just wanted more endorsements and I, def- I just wanted to compete. That's, you know, like... That if that's true, yeah. Like, if that's true, I'd say cool. But also, like, I think I would give most eighteen and unders like a pass on most things. Yeah. And is she? Do you know if she's first gen in the U.S.? I don't know that actually. Because I also feel like it is such a huge thing to give up your American citizenship to become Chinese, and like, I wonder if there is. Also, she's half Chinese, which is yeah, even yeah. crazier. And like, it'll that makes it like so much harder to live in the U.S. in yeah. the future. So like, it's also interesting that she's like more comfortable living in China potentially in the down the line yeah i'm very curious what her future like looks like yeah make sure you get it right now for our last segment of this seemingly long but probably short episode <laughs> we are doing a dried fruit draft and kath wants it to be five rounds yep which sounds tough to me but we can see. We can let's do it okay can i go first <laughs> i mean fine but well because i wanted it to be three rounds okay fine I don't think it, I'm gonna take what you think okay, I'm gonna no. take. Okay, now no. I'm like, shit, did I say I'm stupid? Go. Okay, I'm gonna go dried cherries. Now what I'm gonna do, but it's on my list. Because cherries, they're just list. delicious. Yeah. They're great in oatmeal. I think they're actually like just the best dried fruit to add to like granola, 
trail mix, oatmeal, etc. But they're also a good just like snacking fruit, unlike like a raisin or a craisin, which I think like aren't as good to just snack on. Yeah, I literally have my note for cherries. 100% the best component of trail mix elevates and changes the game. I don't remember when I wrote these. Okay, but I agree. <laughs> okay, magic. Yeah. Okay, I, th- I thought I can't, thought mine was easy. I think it's the holy grail of dried fruit. Okay. It's the perfect snack. Yeah, I know. It's it. also the perfect fruit. I can't. I don't know when I wrote these notes. It was literally, I you write like, literal sentences when you, know, you do these. this over break. My what? Remember, I wrote this over break because I told you I want to do a dried fruit draft. Yeah. And I think you've been coming up with these appropriation versus appreciation. So <laughs> I'm into it. I said amazing in all forms, fresh, frozen, and dried. Okay, so this fruit is the mango. Yeah, obviously. Okay, so then I also wrote about equity. Like, I feel like Costco they have those, those like Philippines ones that's mm-hmm. like pretty accessible. Like, because otherwise dried mango I think is pretty expensive. There's also the fancier ones. You know, you can have the ones that add sugar that don't add sugar, but it yeah. always slaps. Yeah, like I agree. Choice. No, I agree. I do. Isn't that kind of been remarkable that mango's good in all forms? Mm, is it remarkable? Kind I think of. most fruits are good in all forms. For example, like, if you like any sort of citrus. I mean, citrus, I think, are the one category that you, like, can't dry them out, really. You I think know. apple chips are good. No, I love apple And I think a warm frozen. apple cobbler is good. Is not good. Oh, I guess frozen mango. I, I don't really like frozen fruit that much. Oh, okay, but I think frozen like, mango is, like, so good, too. Sure, that's okay. fair. Next. Okay. That was obviously on my list. I should have gone first with that. That was too I know, I thought you really left that on the board. Yeah, I know. I just do love a dried cherry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, my next one is a fruit that I think has really risen in popularity, especially in the past, like, let's say five or so years. Uh-huh. Um, and that's because it's kind of like a healthy sugar alternative. Uh-huh. And that's the date. Um, a de- a date delicious one three. to eat in general. You can make those fake Snickers bars by putting um, almond butter and, like, dipping it in chocolate and freezing it. And I think mm-hmm. they're, like, just so good. Um, they're great in smoothies. And I think they're just um, a great a great fruit. Okay, yeah, I literally wrote, listeners, Abby and Virage know I love a date. They're a perfect sweetener for oatmeal smoothies. You can also have a date shake. And for baking, like you said. Yes, date shakes, also so good. Yeah, so good. Okay, also, remember my friend Bailey introduced us to the most amazing snack where you slice one open, you put peanut butter or almond butter in it, then you get Catherine, it I literally it. just said that oh, because I used to eat those like five years ago <laughs> and you weren't even listening to me while I was talking. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Once I traveled to Morocco during Ramadan, and they used dates to break the fast. That's cool. Also, they have a great name. There's potential for fun promposals. That's true. I like that. That's true. Okay, so apologies. I'll listen better now. <laughs> <laughs> also, because I've had that dessert. <laughs> okay, I apologize. We'll cut that out. I won't. Okay, <laughs> okay my um, next pick is... The humble raisin. Okay, I feel like people, some people hate raisins. Yeah, I hate raisins. So. But hear me out. They are objectively the most accessible drive through Like, they're the cheapest ones. Like, you can have those little, like, you, I feel like. I mean, they're accessible, but no one wants them. But like, you get those dried raisin packs when you were, like, a kid, and just nobody would eat them. They just go to waste. I feel like cost-wise and, like, place of sale, like, they're the most widely available drive through But I think that's their only selling point is that they're cheap. No, I have other selling points. Okay. Okay. Um... I mean, like, I feel like, yeah, we were introduced them to an elementary school. Like, I feel like if I was a mom, like, I also would, like, it's nature's candy. Like, I would be giving them to my children. Like, it's just an easy way to put fruit in. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like, this is a corny thing, but I feel like raisins really walk, so other 
drive through could run. Like, I feel like they became, they were like the initial one that we mm-hmm. like mass produced. And so I feel like we owe something to the raisin for that. Also, I do think they're versatile and a fun ingredient. Like in trail mix, like maybe they're not the first thing you'll eat, but I think they're a good, they're a good addition. They're I always at the bottom of the bag for me. I don't eat them. I love <laughs> the raisin cookies. That I do um, like. I think cinnamon raisin toast and bagels are both really good. Um, chocolate or yogurt covered raisins are also really great. I also love Raisin Bran, the cereal. Lastly, this Moroccan sweet vermicelli dish that I drafted like in the 18th round of our noodle draft includes mm. raisins, like with cinnamon and sugar. If you had said the golden raisin, I could have gotten behind it. I literally, but I don't like the there. normal raisin. Like the, the green ones and the golden ones are fun. Um, okay, last point. I like I like this one. I for, I love this one. I think with a lot of dried fruit, I binge on it. Mm. Raisins, not gonna have that. Because they're not good. You don't binge them. They're not good. None of my point. You don't like. What about as an ingredient? Like they're so like so many. But I think they're good because the rest of the thing is good. And if you substituted cherry or dried blueberry in like a cinnamon raisin bagel, how fucking expensive is that going to be? No, but that's what I'm saying. It's only cost. It's not actually like the products themselves. Because I feel like you have to factor that in. Like it's it's. An ingredient, like as no, I think it's fair to factor in. I'm just saying that's the only selling point, though, is the cost. Okay, I'm like going hard on it. Like I really, also like I, yeah, I, I feel like raisins are underrated and great. Like I feel like they're not like pretentious. You know, they're like the people's yeah, fruit. Yeah, because they're cheap. It all leads back to cheap. Yeah, and this is a good thing. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm agreeing that they're cheap, which makes them good. I just don't think they're actually good. Okay. Without the I'm like, I'm like feeling personally offended. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like this draft has gone heated mainly because I wasn't listening to you. Also, because I feel like we have a very different level of preparation. <laughs> because I just came up with a few fruits a few minutes ago and you've got pages of notes. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with my next favorite dried fruit, which I think that they're special because they have more juice in them. So they're like a little bit more of like a bite when you go in and that is the apricot. Um, I feel like they're a delicious fruit, and I think that second to mangoes, I would snack on them a lot. I don't love apricots, but I do think they're good on a cheese board. Oh, a cheese board. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they're so fun on a cheese board. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a fun one. And a fun color, I think, too. Okay. Oh, apricots are a fun color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. My third pick. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, most dried fruits are chewy. This one is crunchy. I mean, not a lot. I'll, there are several that are crunchy. Sure. But I'm choosing the banana. Um, I think they're so satisfying to bite into. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're a great combo of like sweet and savory, especially if we're like also including their sister, the plantain chip. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's our. Now wrap. I want dried fruit, and we don't have any in our house. No, no, we have some dates, maybe. That's true. Ooh, should we make some uh, Snickers? Okay. I've never made that before. I've literally made them for you in this house, Catherine. What? The dates with the almond butters with the chocolate. Oh, sorry. I just... Okay, I was listening to what you were saying. That's just not what I thought. I thought you meant, like, a bar. Like, the ones that you have. That's why I... Like, I thought you meant, like... No, 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 no. Like, cut bar. the date. Okay, that just... It's called a healthy Snickers. Oh, okay. Like, that's really not what I... Because that's what I'm saying. It's, like, a thing a lot of people do. Also, okay. like... But I thought we were talking about how, like, when you can cut, like, a Lara bar for sure. Sure, sure. Like that's another dating. good reason for dates. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, I love dates. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I thought we were talking about, like, the, like... Power yeah, protein yeah, bar, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about like minimal cooking Snickers bar. Yeah, and healthy because it's an alternative sugar. Yeah, healthy. No quotation marks. That's my thing about viewers. Fruit, it seems healthy, but, but it's still like, a lot of sugar. I had seven 
the equivalent of seven mangoes. Yeah, 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 totally. Okay.